Hey, Unnaturalists. I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome back to Unnatural COVID and Allergy Edition, at least on my part. Oh, yeah. So y- you were one of the last people to get it, I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not allergies, COVID. How are we feeling? We're feeling okay. We're feeling a little stuffy, as I'm sure you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, but... All in all, I feel fine. I feel like I do every other allergy season. As long as it doesn't affect your ability to listen to stories about murder, I'm good. Nothing will ever affect my ability to listen to stories about murder. Actually, usually when I'm sick, that's when I binge watch a bunch of those shows. Yeah. So give me your best guess as to what you were doing right now 10 years ago. Right now, 10 years ago. Yeah, summer of 2012. I was, well, my oldest son was two at the time. So you were very busy. Well, yes, but I was also like relatively fresh of legal drinking age. So I I had a pretty solid mix of doing cute mom stuff with my toddler, but also getting hammered on the weekends. But also 10 years ago, I could go out on a Saturday, get like blackout drunk and wake up and fully function like a regular human the next day. Yeah. Now, after two Trulies, you're feeling it the next day. Yeah. I even think about a glass of wine and I have a headache. For me, specifically, that summer will be kind of etched in my brain forever. I had just gotten a job about an hour or so from my hometown of Waterloo, Iowa. I had been keeping some of my stuff in my mom's basement, like a lot of guys and gals in their 20s do. Hey, no shame in that game. I still have stuff in my parents' basement that I just don't want to be cluttering my basement. I know. And if if your parents are anything like my mom, uh, they're slightly annoyed with that. Sorry, mom. (laughs) So her place was about 10 minutes away from where I lived in town. She was just kind of on the outskirts. And if you've ever been to eastern Iowa... My mom lives in this picturesque area surrounded by glowing fields of corn, a grove of trees where I would go on adventures as a kid. The occasional peacock sighting? Yes, peacock sightings as well. Mm -hmm. And right behind her property, there was this old railroad line that had been converted into a long bike trail. And it actually stretched from Cedar Rapids all the way to Evansdale, Iowa, which was 54 miles. So that was pretty cool to have that right behind your house. I I rode all of it one time and boy, was I feeling it after I was done. So her place is about a mile from the Evansdale entrance to the trail. So it's kind of one of the busiest spots. It was a hot summer day, and my friend Sam was helping me pack all my stuff in a U-Haul for my drive. Just as we were jamming the last piece of furniture into the back of the van, I noticed a guy pacing back and forth along the bike trail behind my mom's house. Mm -hmm. And when you live next to a high-traffic trail like that, 
you kind of quickly keep your eye on anything that seems out of the ordinary. Right. And eventually, this guy, he made his way into the ditch behind my mom's house. And I heard him yelling. And, and he was saying, girls, girls, are you there, girls? Can anyone hear me? So the chair that my buddy and I were trying to cram into the van while he was yelling this fell to the ground. And we both looked at each other startled, like, what is this guy doing? What is he talking about? Yeah. And as we got closer, I called out to the man, howdy. He said, howdy back. That's kind of Iowa talk for how's it going, making sure the other person's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. So I then said, can I help you? Because at this point, the guy was kind of straddling the property line of my mom's place. But I'll never forget what he said next. He said, two girls are missing down by Myers Lake. Thought I'd come by the trail and take a look. So Myers Lake is a small body of water in the town of Evansdale. And it's literally only like a mile from my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, two girls, Lyric Cook and Elizabeth Collins, were riding their bikes near the lake on that hot summer day. Later, the bikes were found, but there was no sign of the girls. Lyric and Elizabeth were cousins. Just like so many cousins, they went out for a bike ride. But on that day, they never came back. Oh, no. And what came next was a case that no one from the Cedar Valley will ever forget. This is the story of the Evansdale murders. Evansdale, Iowa is a small town, about 5,000 people, where not a whole lot happens. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just kind of a quiet place, very little crime, great place to raise a family. It sits right next to the much larger city of Waterloo. Yet it has its own distinct feel and charm. I remember as a kid, I often rode my bike down to Evansdale to check out Myers Lake. And I would, Emily, I would spend hours on the playground. It also had, and I believe it's still there, this awesome World War II tank that you could play on and even go inside. So Mm. you could like, like get up to the, like we would all crawl down the the long gun and like just hang off of it and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, like, how often I would, like, go inside and pretend that I was just mowing down Germans in World War II or something. Um, (laughs) Maybe it's a boy thing. But uh, it also has some of the craziest geese that you'll ever meet. These geese are, like, insanely territorial. Mm -hmm. And it's like driving your bike or riding your bike through, like, a landmine or an obstacle course 
trying to avoid them because they come at you. They're homicidal. I mean, especially when you're a kid, it's terrifying, but also yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> so I'm telling you this because this is why when I heard that two little girls, Elizabeth age eight and Lyric age 10 were missing, it really almost felt personal to me. In fact, it did to the entire Cedar Valley, which is what the area is known as. The girls were last seen on Gilbert Drive near Myers Lake around 1230 that day, July 13th, 2012. Now, doing some research, I might as well give a disclaimer here real quick. Some of the times are different than other places I've looked. So I'm just giving a generalization of some of the best um, sources that I found on these times. Mm Mm-hmm. But 1230 was kind of when they it said that they were last seen. And when they failed to show up home, their parents began to obviously get extremely worried, as you can imagine. Right. The families searched for the girls for about an hour or so before they decided to call the police. Now, once they called them, authorities immediately began to retrace the girls last known whereabouts and started to go over their last steps to figure Mm -hmm. out if they could find them and at the same time phone alerts went out and a search party was gathered and this just amazes me since it had hardly been any time at all but hundreds of local citizens already sprang into action and began searching for these little girls because when something like this goes down, the first few hours are crucial. Right. Yeah. And it was around 4 p.m. when things got even scarier for the families. That's when the girls' bikes were discovered on the trail near the southeast corner of the lake, along with one of their purses, which I read from one source that states the purse was about 25 feet away from the bikes on the other side of the fence. Yeah. But there were no other signs of the girl's whereabouts. Now, the day that they went missing, the girls were being watched by their grandmother, Wilma. It sounds like she watched them a lot, especially in the summer. Mm -hmm. And... As you can imagine, Emily, Wilma was just beside herself with grief when they didn't turn up. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. A few days into the search, Wilma and Lyric's mom, Misty, gave an interview with the cable news channel Headline News. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of info that they cover in a short span of time in this audio And it's important to remember that this is really the height of the search for these girls. So why don't we take a listen to a portion of it here? I know this is difficult, but what were the last words that you exchanged with your precious granddaughters uh, before they took off on the bikes? I told them not to be gone very long, don't go very far. They knew that they had to be back in a very short time because Lyric knew that I was leaving Heather's to go back to my house where she lives in Waterloo and I didn't figure that they wouldn't be gone very long and they've done this before I've never had a problem they've never went went there far there's no way they would have went here 
when they've gone off before, how long did they usually stay out? And would they stay more in the immediate area? Yeah, it was just like where post office used to be in a parking lot and then up and down the street, uh, maybe a little ways down on the other side. And they'd come back and check in and they were always thirsty, wanted V8 juice or something to drink. And then maybe they'd go out for a short 10 minute ride again or something. But it wasn't a regular basis Wilma, every day that I would let them go. Did you see them bike off? Did you see them get on their bikes and head out? Yes, and they went to the parking lot where the post office is. Uh, the girls were last seen. We're talking about eight-year-old Elizabeth Collins and uh, ten-year-old Lyric, and their bikes were found at Myers Lake. That is the lake that is currently being drained. Now, it's going to take possibly up to two more days for that lake to drain enough to see what's in there. The distance between those two spots, a little over a mile. Now, we just heard the grandmother say they normally didn't go this far. They stayed in the immediate area. That's what all the family members have been saying. So I have to, uh, well, ask a difficult question. Could they have been snatched earlier and their bikes and their bag dropped there, which would essentially mean that the scene would have been staged to make it look like they had drowned? Uh, and I'm going to put that question to Missy Morrissey, um, whose 10-year-old daughter, Lyric, is one of those who is missing. Um, sure, sure that could have happened. Um, you, at this point, we can't rule anything out. Um, we don't have very many details, just that the bikes and the purse were found there. So could that have happened? Probably. I mean, it could have. Um, Wilma, grandmother, I want to go back to you. If these girls were indeed snatched, is there something that you would like to say to whoever may have them. I don't care what they done, if they hurt them, whatever, just release them, let them go somewhere at any kind of place where they can call and Lyric knows my number, my cell phone number, just call me and I will get somebody to pick them up immediately. I don't care where you're at. So I thought it was important to play that just to kind of put things in context for where we are in the timeline here, despite the kind of insensitive interviewer, I thought. Yeah. Gave us a good glimpse. And as you heard, the local police were really honing in on the lake. Initially, I believe a number of diving teams were sent out there to search for the girls, but they came up with nothing. However, Whatever information the, the authorities were getting was telling them, keep searching the lake. So right. most of their manpower was drawn there, so much so that they decided to drain it, which apparently took a number of days to drain the whole lake. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of people around town were talking at the time about, what if this were just a ruse to get the cops off the scent off of whomever took Elizabeth and Lyric. Right. Because as you heard in that clip, some people were already theorizing that the bikes were maybe strategically placed near the lake to draw attention away from somewhere else. Yeah. Which seems entirely plausible. It does. 
I mean, I know, I know, I think we've seen in a lot of cases that, you know, police and investigators kind of get tunnel vision. Yeah. So I think especially in cases of missing kids, you need to think outside the box a little bit. And maybe like if, like if you're getting tunnel vision and nothing's really panning out, then you need to widen the tunnel, so to speak. Yeah. And widen the tunnel they would eventually but eventually not only yeah not only is the lake being drained around this time but hundreds and hundreds of people from around the metro were involved in a massive sweep of a large area that weekend again ultimately nothing was found though and speaking of nothing being found after all the hours and manpower police spent draining myers lake not a single shred of evidence of the girl's disappearance was found there. Mm -hmm. So kind of a wasted time and resources. Some people felt like. Yeah. But you also want to do your due diligence too. You You do. Especially if you were getting some leads. Yeah. It's a thin, it's a thin line to teeter between doing your due diligence and also going down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah. So to speak. About a week after the girls went missing, more questions than answers remained. Where were they? And who on earth could have taken them? In the weeks and months to come, little clues were found until the Iowa hunting season began in the late fall. Oh... So Myers Lake had been drained, no evidence has been found, and local police are scratching their heads. Hundreds upon hundreds of people were being interviewed about possible leads, about shady characters living around the area, and just about every registered sex offender was spoken with Mm -hmm. and cleared, by the way. Officers were stopping cars around town, even searching in their trunks while others were handing out flyers, but still nothing. The local Blackhawk County Chief Deputy, Rick Abin, even said at the time that they were frantically grasping at straws. He did get reinforcement, though, from the FBI, who began using infrared air equipment, mm-hmm. as well as uh, putting up billboards around the area, and they even brought in a number of dog sniffing units to see what they could find when asked at a press conference about any new tips or theories chief abin was quoted as saying it wouldn't be proper for me to stand here and tell you we have a theory because we don't we have two missing girls and we have no idea why end quote but 
He also said that now that they had 100% certainty that the girls were not, in fact, in the lake, Mm -hmm. and that more resources could be directed elsewhere. And that's when, as you mentioned, the tunnel began to widen around not just that immediate area, but kind of a broader area. Right. This is also around the time that a seemingly endless amount of conspiracy theories began to pop up surrounding the case. I mean, it was nauseating just as somebody who lived there. I can't imagine what the families were going through. Right. One prominent one I remember circulating at the time, and it's still abound, was that the girls were abducted by a Mexican drug cartel because of lack of payment. Another theory also argued that drugs may have played a role, specifically Lyric's father, Dan, and his abuse of methamphetamine. See, Dan had a long history of drug abuse, and he apparently was a cooker, Mm -hmm. and it was even alleged that he had cooked in front of his children. And he was actually even scheduled to appear in Black Hawk County Court shortly after the girl's disappearance Mm -hmm. to testify against people he had bad meth deals with, presumably for a shorter sentence. But it's worth noting that both Elizabeth and Lyric's parents were looked over and it was found that there was no link to suspicious activity from them. Cell phones were obtained, polygraphs were given, and everything seemed to check out. Nearly five months go by without anything, any concrete evidence, until December of that year when two hunters stumbled upon their bodies in the woods nearly 25 miles away. Oh, no. The investigation continues in the discovery of two bodies that was reported on December 5th, 2012. At this time, we can confirm that yesterday at approximately 12.45 p.m., hunters discovered two bodies at Seven Bridges Conservation Area near Reedland, Iowa, in Bramer County. Those bodies have been transported to the Iowa State Medical Examiner's Office in Ankeny for autopsy and positive identification. At this time, law enforcement is confident based at the, upon evidence at the scene and preliminary investigation that the bodies found yesterday are those of Lyric Cook and Elizabeth Collins. Due to a large area surrounding where the bodies was discovered, evidence teams from the Bramer and Blackhawk County Sheriff's Office, the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation, the Iowa State Medical Examiner's Office, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are conducting a thorough search in and around the discovery location. The duration of that search may last several days. Investigators from local, state, and federal agencies are continuing to investigate the disappearance of Larry Cook and Elizabeth Collins in relationship to this discovery. New leads continue to come into law enforcement and investigators are following up on those leads as well as information that is being derived from other sources. We are asking that anyone with information in this case, particularly if it involves suspicious activity in around the Seven Bridges Conservation Area, to contact the Evansdale Police Department tip line at 
So it's not even anywhere close to the lake. No, no. And it's a very secluded area. So obviously, Emily, this is devastating news. Maybe not necessarily surprising given how long they had been missing, but devastating nonetheless. Right. And something to keep in mind here, and it's one of those things that isn't exactly widely known, is that the area in which the girls were found, again, Seven Bridges Wildlife Park, it was once a pretty popular spot for high school parties back in the 80s and the 90s. Not so much anymore, but back in the day, there would be a lot of bonfires, a lot of underage drinking, taking place at the park on a fairly regular basis. Do you know from personal experience? No, I never went there, but I do remember hearing about it. I had my own place, which was closer by, called Hell's Road. Oh, boy, did we get into some hell there. But if I put my detective hat on here, Emily, I'd say... There's at least a decent chance that the perpetrator here may have frequented these parties back in the day, and when it came time to dispose of those poor little girls' bodies, Seven Bridges may have been the first place he thought of. Mm -hmm. Just conjecture, obviously, but something to keep in mind here. Right, so like at the time this happened, like it wasn't a frequented spot anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, hardly ever. I had I had heard of the place, but I had only been there once myself, and it wasn't for very long. It was mainly a place for hunters. It was very secluded, a large area, wooded area, um, where you definitely would have some privacy. Yeah, and like so clearly whoever did this knew of the place that that's my theory yeah um that it's probably somebody and that's why i think it's somebody local based on where they were found after they were discovered a widespread search was done on the area and a number of leads began to take place with the case and it took it into some unexpected directions Mm -hmm. including one which was three states away, which we will discuss next week when we bring you part two of the murder of Elizabeth Collins and Lyric Cook. You really did that, didn't you? I really did. That was big. It's been a while since we had a two-parter. Dick move. (laughs) Sorry about that. No Hakuna Matata today. We are full of worries. Now I'm going to have that song in my head. Speaking of no worries for the rest of your days, how can folks get Hakuna Matata over on our socials? Yeah, you can do that on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. If you have any case ideas that you would like to hear, or you just want to tell us how cool you think we are, you can send us a Gmail to unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. Also consider signing up for our Patreon page where you will get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus content, and much more. That is patreon.com slash unnaturalthepod. And as always, be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and share us with your friends. We will talk to you next week when we bring you the rest of this 
super sad but also very interesting story yeah part two of lyric and elizabeth the evansdale murders is coming to you next week in the meantime make good choices and don't get got So, uh, in the home stretch here, not not too many episodes left in the season. Two seasons down, several hundred more to go, hopefully. Wow, how old do you think we're gonna live? <laughs> Forever. Okay. We're gonna be podcasting in the afterlife. We we will be the first to do that. We're gonna be breaking new ground. Yeah, I'm excited. Hev- is it from heaven or hell, though? Probably hell. We'll be in like a purgatory podcast area yeah i'm okay with purgatory maybe we can find bell gunness all the way back from season one and figure out what actually went down she is sure as shit won't be in purgatory well you never know (laughs) she is an he double hockey sticks where were they and who on earth could have taken them in the weeks and months to come little whomst <laughs> it's been a while since we had a hoomst. I know.